topic for today is the formation of the gospel tradition. It's a really important question that many of us ask in our churches, and we even ask it here at seminary. How did the gospels come to be? What was the series of events and the process by which the tradition that Jesus himself spoke and performed, how did that end up in the form of a written gospel? There's about a 40-year period of time between the life and the ministry of Jesus and the writing of our first gospel, that is the Gospel of Mark. So a good question to ask is what happened during that period of time? Within many of our Christian communities, there's almost an unvoiced assumption that the gospel simply fell from the sky. Now we may chuckle and laugh when hearing it put that way, but that might not be very far from the truth. In many of our circles, we think that the gospels were simply God dictating to humans, uh, using us almost as if we were human typewriters or automatons, telling us precisely every word to say and exactly the way in which we should say it or at least the gospel writer should say it, that is. However, when we look in more detail at, the, at this 40-year period of time, we'll see that that really is not the case. The gospels are the result of a much more complicated, complex, and rich environment in which Jesus preaches and teaches. The earliest followers of him hear, listen, remember, and recall. All of that leads us to the written Gospels we have today that demonstrate all of those characteristics and phenomena that resulted from the oral transmission of the Jesus tradition. Now Jesus was an, a consummate oral performer. That goes without saying. Any cursory examination of the Gospels will lead any reasonable person to see that Jesus spoke as an oral performer of the day would have. He used parables. He spoke in Proverbs. He spoke with short, memorable wisdom sayings. He used all these techniques. So the wonderful parables, for example, in the Gospel of Luke, the great parables of the Good Samaritan, or the parable of the Prodigal Son, as one of my own favorite texts, are all products of this oral performance context that Jesus lived in and through which the Gospel tradition comes to us. When we look more closely at this oral context, we have to first check our expectations and assumptions at the door. For us as moderns, one of our assumptions, or the primary assumption I would argue for us moderns, is that if something is important and worth remembering, we do what? Well, we have to write it down. That's just the way we work. As people living in the post-Gutenberg age, as it's been described, uh, we rely more uh, fully on written texts to preserve traditions than we do on our minds. However, that's not the case with those in antiquity. The ancients, and this, by this I mean the people of ancient Mediterranean society, were much more comfortable remembering and recalling and performing traditions than we are today. One of the things that I find fascinating about this early media context is the fact that Jesus himself didn't write anything. The only example we have of Jesus actually writing something is a tiny little excerpt in the Gospel of John. Besides that, we have no record that Jesus wrote any texts. We have no record that Jesus left any written material for his followers to, to, to either copy or remember or recall for future generations. What further is fascinating is that the early church did not claim to have any writings that were written by Jesus himself. So while the temptation might have been there for the early church to claim something in the name of Jesus, it would have been a very convenient thing to do to end some of the early controversies within the church, for example, Jesus chose not to do that. 
Rather than relying on what we would like, which would be written texts, Jesus decided that he was going to preach and teach and rely on the memories of his earliest followers to preserve and transmit the tradition from person to person, from community to community, from generation to generation. Now that process only lasted about 40 years until the actual Gospels were written down. The Gospel of Mark, once again, as a reminder, being the earliest Gospel. When we look at the Synoptic Gospels, we don't see evidence of verbatim agreement on all of these what we call parallel stories. Rather, we see patterns of agreement and disagreement. We see both stability and flexibility. We see that the core or the central point of a particular tradition remains intact in Matthew, Mark, and Luke's retelling of the story of Jesus, but the details surrounding that core can vary significantly. Again, that could make us a bit uncomfortable as moderns, but that simply was the norm for the transmission of traditions during the time of Jesus. What all this means is that the Gospels actually reflect the dynamism of the early Jesus tradition itself. The early Jesus tradition that would lead to the written Gospels was not a fixed, static, constant, monolithic collection of materials. It was a dynamic, flexible, malleable set of traditions that the Gospel writers used for their profit. They retold the story of Jesus in ways that related to their communities. They told the story of Jesus in ways that their people could relate to. If we actually look at it from a modern perspective, it's not far off from what we do today. As preachers and teachers, we often, actually I would argue, we must engage in the same process of contextualization. When we read the Gospels, a good sermon or a good teaching or a good Sunday school class will not simply spit out what is there verbatim, but a good sermon will take the text and shape it and mold that tradition of Jesus to fit and to better address the needs of his or her community. That is what Jesus did. That is what the earliest Christians did in transmitting and preserving the traditions of Jesus. So our goal as followers of Jesus today is not to simply replicate and duplicate the texts of the Gospels verbatim. As helpful as those traditions are, they get their very life force from being preached and taught to a particular context. So this reminds us that from the very earliest stages of the Jesus tradition, the tradition has always been able to be contextualized to meet the needs of generations of Christians up to and including us today. So I hope that gives you a little glimpse as to what the origins of the gospel tradition look like and the implications for that today as followers of Jesus in proclaiming the kingdom of God. Thank you.